Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. It's your boy, Ant, along with Matt. Matt's been going through it for a little bit, so we got to take it easy on him. Uh, how are you feeling today, though? Like, like honestly, how, how, are, how are you honestly feeling about uh, what's transpired here in the last few days for you? All right, so for those that don't know, um, I was... <laughs> I was expecting, or by I, I mean most IU fans as well, were, were expecting Dalton Connect, but especially Chris Ledlam, to end up transferring to IU. Of course, neither end up at IU. Um, both of them end up at Tennessee together, which is not ideal, of course, and I use from an IU perspective. Um, all I have to say about this is I'm a little bit confused about the Connect to Tennessee fit just because again they have a ton of guards on that roster and they're returning a ton of people that were shot makers and off ball people on that roster and so I feel like from like an in like growing as an individual perspective right and and moving up a level and, and getting to the NBA and chasing your dream the better situation was in Bloomington especially after what Mike Woodson did with Jalen Hachifino last year, right? I mean, Connect is is one of the – was he the only guy, I believe, that shot over 40% from three and had like 60 dunks last year in all of Division One. I? I mean, he's super – he's like really athletic. I said that he was like a Zach Levine type, Zach Levine type. I just don't understand how you go from I – mean, you're putting up over, over 20 a game to go play in a crowded, crowded like room – while playing super slow and nobody on the roster, only only one person played over 29 minutes last year. And that was Vascovy, uh, who is an off ball guard. They have Jamay, uh, yeah. they have Jamai May Shack back. We'll see what happens now that connect is going there. Uh, Julian Phillips, who's a former, you know, big time recruit who is going through the NBA draft process. He's, he's not ready in my opinion to make that leap. Um, then you got JJJ, you know, he's, he's someone else, you know, he's someone else who is exploring the draft process, but he could very easily come back as well, uh, at that three spot. Then you have Ledlam, uh, <laughs> Ledlam, uh, like, are they going to play him at the four? Like as like a Grant Williams type, uh, that remains to be seen. I'm going to, I'm I'm kind of waiting to see what Phillips and uh, what Phillips and JJJ do, and uh, what happens with their current roster if guys if guys make some moves. Um, right. I'm surprised you didn't uh, you didn't bring up someone else who IU wanted Notre Dame's Cormac Cormac Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, going to North Carolina. So those are man for a position of need. I mean, you have. Has it been announced about Xavier Johnson yet or no? No, and see, that's the thing. Um, I think a lot of these guys can't bank their future. And, and, and I think a lot of people have missed this point because it's like, oh, I'll talk about this in a second. But there's a whole – there's a slight portion of the IU fan base that is mad at something that's actually ridiculous. But to finish my point, um, like I think – a lot, these guys can't bank their future 
on a program that they're not sure the star point guard is going to be there next year. Right. But you can make it on a crowded room. And who's Tennessee's point guard next year? They need tears ACL just now. Yeah, but he should be back by the time the season starts. So no, 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 not by the time the season starts, but he should be back at least for the season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At some point for sure. Like probably like December. Uh, We'll see. They're going to be really good when he comes back. If he can get back uh, to full health, like, Again, yeah, Tennessee's going to be, be so good. A point guard, three shooting guards, two small forwards, a power forward, a center, all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they're good. Um, I mean, and again, like, to be honest, if I had to choose between playing in the SEC and the Big Ten, I'd probably also choose the SEC. Given, like, look at the SEC next year, right? It's Kentucky and Tennessee and maybe Florida and Auburn. Yeah. I mean, Alabama is going to have some guys too. Um, I know that they've, they've lost some talent, but I think, I think that they'll be okay as well. I think they'll. Yeah. But you look around the big 10, like the bottom of the SEC is actually worse in my opinion, the bottom of the big 10 in the the, uh, country for sure. It's one of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think from like, playing basketball and getting used to power five basketball perspective, I can see why Tennessee would be an appealing choice for connect. I just, again, you need the minutes. So if he believes himself when he's able to get the minutes of Tennessee and he's able to, to break that, you know, that 29 minute ceiling at Tennessee, like good for him. Right. But whoa, like I I don't under, I don't, the style of play sucks, but then uh, you, you can say the same thing about, just the entire Big Ten conference. So yeah, but still, like I don't like Indiana was still in, in the top third, I believe, when it comes to pace. Um, but going to the two hundred ninety seventh team in pace in possessions per game doesn't make much sense to me. I believe Northern Colorado was in the top one twenty. Um, so that's, yeah. so that's the Cormac for him. Yeah, it's it's a night and day change for him. The Cormac Ryan thing makes less sense to me. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how Cormac Ryan played against UNC the last two years with the same UNC has the same head coach and goes, yeah, I want to play for that offense. <laughs> it might be just a UNC thing. You know? That's true. You know, you know. I, look, I will never get mad at somebody because they want to go play in the car aisle. Okay, I I under I understand it. I just – it's annoying that he didn't even make a visit, right? The Cardinals so sexy. It's so sexy. It's yeah. so sexy. It's Their blue is the best blue, too. It, it is. Carolina blue, ooh, it's ooh. – yeah, Everything about Carolina is is class. So I, I'm not mad at that. I'm more mad at the decision-making from both of these players. Ledlam, I understand. I think the Ledlam fit makes sense. They play slow. They need a guy that can kind of bang in the post and kind of do a little bit of things inside and outside. He's going to go from Harvard to playing on a team that's going to hopefully, you know, from a Tennessee basketball player, to hopefully be competing for a Final Four, right, next year and be a team that's competing for an SEC championship. Whereas if he would have gone to IU, yes, he would get a ton of shots, but are they winning the Big Ten? Eh, right? So I understand that. 
I understand that from from Ludlum's. I'm not even I'm not even mad at that. Uh, I'm more mad at the decision making from Connect and and Cormac Brian. I don't I don't get it, and I really don't know where IU goes from here. Um, IU fans have had a meltdown over the last couple of days because they've blamed the Ledlam miss and the cor- the well now both Cormac Ryan and Connect on. If you don't know, Mike Woodson had knee surgery. This is, this is yes, surgery like stuff? a week and a half ago. He had, he had surgery on his knee. He needed to get knee surgery. Apparently, it was you know obviously badly needed. He's an older guy who's really tall and had knee issues in the past, so he needed to get some work done on his knee. And people are saying that you know the reason they missed out on these recruitments because they weren't able to get them on campus because Woodson wasn't able to kind of get around very easily. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Why couldn't he wait? Apparently, apparently, it was like desperately needed. So. That is that is all I know. I, I don't I don't think they deserve. I don't think they need to tell you why he needed knee surgery. If he needed knee surgery, he needed knee surgery. Um, is, does the timing suck? Yes, but should you still be able to recruit people? Yeah, it's the worst timing of all time. Like during portal season, and you got studs, yeah. that are arguably leaning your way, and you're getting your knee clean. Like you couldn't wait like a month. Couldn't wait three four weeks. Look, I, I get that perspective, but again. I know it's crazy. I know, dude. Trust me. Like I know, I know it sounds nuts. I know it sounds crazy, but at the same time, like the transfer portal stuff is more of a sprint than it is a marathon compared to high school recruiting, right? Because high school recruiting, you offer a kid when he's like a sophomore, junior, and it's a long courting, right? When it comes to the transfer yeah. portal, you're speed dating, right? You're right. speed dating through, and you have this small, you have this small segment that you gotta, like, it's almost like this is like your reality TV show, and then you only got ten episodes. That's all you got. You can't afford to miss three of them. You know what I mean? So I get it from a standpoint yeah. of like. Um, I get it from like, hey, he's got to do what he's got to do. Other coaches are still there. I get it, but weren't weren't um, weren't visits canceled because of that and moved around because of that? Yes, yes, they were. I mean, it did definitely screwed up with IU's recruiting. Um, however, I, I would just point this out: his daughter was like extremely upset about the shit he was getting. Which I mean, like he normally gets yeah. shit online, and they, you know, the family kind of doesn't respond. So this makes me think that it was probably like not emergency, but like definitely like desperately needed. Um, so I, I'm I'm not gonna press too much on the whole knee costing them. Right. I feel. Hey, look. I I feel I feel both sides. Honestly, I feel the frustration from the from the fans. Like, if it was that bad, yeah. have it right after the season. The, the season ended, what, like mid-March? Like, you only won one game. You didn't get to that second yep. weekend. So, boom, like right away, right? Right. You know, there's, you know, the portal isn't really filling up yet. The 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 bucket is still shallow, right? So it's like, and you got time to recover before it's peak visiting season, right? Like this, this last two weeks were peak visiting season for these recruits, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's what like going into mid-April, 
you know, so that's that's kind of where, you know, I'll kind of be, you know, play devil's advocate in it and see it from the frustrated fans point of view. Um, I get it. Not everything is about not everything is about, you know, basketball. Sometimes sometimes it is about the health. But you know what? They paid Mike Whitson a lot of money. Right. Like, and you're the, and yeah. you're the most important person on the job and doing that in the, one of the most important, like maybe the most important time in the off season, you get to recruit some studs who are going to be ready and available to play for you right away. Who've proven that they can play in division one, who've proven who they are. It's not, Hey, I'm excited about what this person could possibly be. It's I'm excited because I've seen who they are. Right. I can, I can understand. I can not that I hundred percent agree how being very outspoken about it, but I definitely see their point of view. You're getting paid X amount of money. Indiana has so much to give right now. You're coming off of back-to-back NCAA tournaments for the first time since when? 2012, 13. It's been a long time. been a decade, right? Back-to-back. Back-to-back. Yeah. You just lost two players to the NBA. You got to get – you don't want to have a down year. You want to get right back in there, year three. You want to get right back in there. You know what? He wants to go three for three in the NCAA tournament. He doesn't want to settle for this first round, second round stuff. He wants to actually get to a second weekend to get to a non, to, to to get to a Final Four, right? And right, yeah. You know, you know, did you know, did he did Indiana lose out on contending for a Big Ten title? Did they lose out on a Final Four because of this knee surgery? He just lost out on. Three legit players: Cormac Ryan, Dalton Connect, yeah. Chris Ludlam. Um, two to Tennessee, one to UNC. Both, in my opinion, aren't better circumstances than they would go to with Indiana. I think that I do think that um, you know Tennessee is in a spot to win a lot of games next year. Um, I, UNC losing Caleb Love, I think they're going to get a little bit better, yeah. a little bit better chemistry. Um, but when it comes down to it, you know, these guys want to play and play at a, at a high level. Notre Dame wasn't playing at a high level basically any year, any year that, you know, Cormac has been there, you know, Ryan and then there. you're looking at, yeah. you know, Harvard. I, I'm not even sure if they went to an NCAA tournament in the last, in the last few years. Um, and then Dalton Connect, you know, they're at Northern right. Colorado. Like, uh, you know what I mean? So they're going to win some games. I get that. But in terms of personal personal growth, like, you had a chance to be top two option on a team that was still competing for a league championship and on a team that could possibly – uh, you know, contend for a second weekend. Then at that, then when you get to that second weekend, bro, it's a it's two games to the to the final four. Exactly, and well, I mean, Tennessee knows about getting to the second weekend. They don't really know about getting it much further than that. But uh, well, that felt good to say. 
Oh, okay. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> um, like I, I just don't understand from f- from a, even a bag collecting standpoint because it's not like IU has bad nil. Um, they have really good nil. In fact, I think what right. statistics came out today, like of all the men's and women's tournaments, of the top ten players that collected nil from the nil shop, which is the people buying jerseys with the, the players' names on it during the tournament, IU had two of the top 10 mm-hmm. for a team that won one game. That's impressive. Was it, was it Berger and Trace? It was, it was actually Trace and Jalen Huchifino. Okay. Okay. Right. And so again, that further proves the point that you come to IU and, and you win and you're, you're a good player. You're going to make money. It's a basketball school. It's a it's basketball, basketball school. So it's I, going to be loved forever. I, I just, I, I, I mean, I'm biased. I know I'm biased, but I don't understand I'm the decision making. I know it doesn't you're, make any sense to me. I know it doesn't make any all. sense. It makes no sense. And usually, I, I mean, when I mean, I say something like that, it usually comes to fruition. That's the part that scares me. When I'm that passionate yeah. about something, like I just think that I think they they are. I think Chris Ludlam is going to be okay, but connect. I'm just like man. I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. Cause I'm, you know, something's going to happen. Someone's going to, someone's going to leave. Someone has to leave. Someone has to like, not come back for that to work. And you're playing for Yeah, man. If you're a big time talent, bro. And your thing is scoring. I don't know why you're playing for a slow, Rick Barnes. a slow offense. That's in defense first. And it's for Rick Barnes. The, like, he's like the ultimate, he's like the ultimate, like, fumbler. <laughs> the ultimate yeah. fumbler. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm frustrated. Um, I think from an IU perspective now, um, while it is frustrating, there is still a little bit of hope left. Um, again, there was 20% of guys have still, you know, based off of projections from last year's portal numbers, still haven't gotten in the portal yet. Um, and that includes the NBA draft returnees. I guess there's a lot of guys that are in the NBA yep. draft portal, you know, might not hear what they want to hear or get the projections that they want um, or the promises they want from teams and might return. So I, you can still go find guys. Um, but it's gonna ha- they're gonna have to do that with a sense of desperation at that point um, and, and sense of urgency because again they are they are ne- got to be a little more aggressive yeah got to be a little more aggressive. yeah and from the the information that I have um, even though IU missed out on three guys they were only going to take two of them so IU is looking to bank one of the scholarships this year so the max amount of players IU will have on scholarship next year is twelve. Um, so they, they need still need to go get two guys and specifically they need to get two wings, whether it's an off ball guard or it's a, a off ball three or four. Um, they still need to go get two wings in the portal. So um, I will tr- look at the guys that are in the draft, but also in the portal um, and, and come back with a list of guys that I can go after. Um, I think it'll be more telling in about, well, less than a month's time. When's the deadline for them to withdraw? It's like May 
15th, right? Um, I got to look it up again. I yeah, it's like mid, it's been May. Time about May 11th. I think May 11th is, uh, you, you got to, that's the time to, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Anyways, at some at some point in May, so in the next coming weeks, um, people will be pulling out of the portal uh, or pulling out of the, the NBA draft and uh, and going back to college. Um, with some people probably entering the portal upon then, that's when things will probably heat up heat up again for IU for the most part. Um, they really haven't been in contact with a lot of guys that are still in the portal outside. I think they contacted Matt Cleveland. Who did? But Indiana did? Indiana did, yeah. But I don't know how serious that contact is other than I think they were just reaching out to see if he would be interested. So, gotcha. Okay, so the early entry deadline is by midnight, April 23rd. Okay. By midnight, April 23rd. So, on Sunday. That is – is that a Sunday? Yes, that's a Sunday. This that's Sunday. This Sunday. Yep. And then uh, yeah. we have the G League Elite Camp, which is the G League Combine. So we in Chicago, May 13th and right. the 14th. Um, then the NBA Draft okay. Combine is going to be right after that, 15th through the 21st in Chicago. Uh, it's, it's all at the same place. Okay. Um, and then – And it's required this year, right? They, they all have to attend – if they would like to go to the draft, they have to attend the Combine, correct? I'm not sure if they picked that up this year or they made them do that for next year. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, The NBA draft lottery is going to occur during the NBA draft combine. That's on May 16th. Um, That's why you'll see like the, like a bunch of players be there. It's because the combine's right there. They're usually doing interviews and getting measured. So, so they're going to be there for that. Uh, Then the NCAA early entry withdrawal deadline is when it hits Midnight, June 1st, that is it. So May 31st, 11.59, that's the early entry withdrawal. Okay. Uh, then the NBA early withdrawal deadline is June 12th, 5 p.m. Now, it's it's different because the NCAA is one, right. but then just you know also understand that you, know, you do have – international prospects who have their own deadline as well. It's not just all about, you know, college. It's not all about college. So, and then the NBA draft itself is on June 22nd, which which is coming up. It's in two months. It's in two months. Yeah. And then summer league, July 7th through the 17th. It's wild. Vegas. I I can't wait for that. That's going to be a a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast per usual, but but yeah, so those are like the uh, those are the those are the key dates to pay attention to. Those are the key dates to pay attention to. Well, now that we talk about IU transfers, how's Michigan going? Um, I mean they they still they still got their their dudes. Like nothing's been happening. Um, I just feel that you know I kind of put this out on Twitter as well, but I just feel that like everybody. Like a lot of people in the country are waiting to see what what Hunter does. Um, I think people are yeah. still recruiting their top options when they have their opportunity to, but I feel that his commitment is going to be a domino effect uh, because schools are going to start 
saying, okay, now we know how to act. Now we know, you know, exactly what we need, whether we miss or we hit on Hunter. Right. So, um, I feel mm-hmm. that like he's got a, he's got a, um, he has like a, he has like a, he has like a stronghold of the, of the flow of the transfer portal. You know, he went in what three weeks ago, and um, it, it looks like he's like he's like chopping his list down quite a bit. But um, uh, he did say like he like everywhere he visits. Like he understands why someone would commit there, like right away or just like on the spot. It's like these coaches have have been doing this for so long. They they know exactly how to, you know, touch these guys and really be able to um, uh, really like make them believe like, hey, this is your this is this is this is your home. And being able to like touch that nerve where they're just like, look, this is your place. You got to come here, help us build something great. He's had that feeling pretty much everywhere he's gone, everywhere he's gone. So uh, I think he's on a Kansas, a Kansas visit now. Um, And that was a lot of fun for him. You know, he's, uh, he was saying how it's like, um, he said like, uh, he said, he said, uh, he said that it's, you know, you know, at a, at a basketball school, like the, the vibes are just so, so different. He was, you know, so, so different um, mm-hmm. than anything that he's been accustomed to. You know what I mean? And then, uh, and like, you've, you've almost got to, you've almost got to amplify that, right? You, you have to amplify it because. Yeah not only are you like the hot guys on campus, there's only several of you. It's, it's not like a huge team of football dudes, right? There's several of you and you're very right. recognizable. Right. Oh yeah. There's not a lot of seven foot people on campus. Right. <laughs> to say the least, to say the least, you know? So, um, you know, uh, he's got to feel like a king, walking around down there right now. He's got to feel like an absolute king, absolute king. I, I'm happy for him. I, I think it's cool that these guys, I know if, if the guy transfers from your school, you hate it, but I, I like they kind of get to go, go through recruiting again. Cause a lot of these guys, especially small, more of the under recruited ones, right. They finally get that moment where they're treated in a way in which is deserving of the talent. Right. Um, and, and they get that kind of experience they've always wanted. Hunter, you know, was a highly rated recruit. So he went through this once before, but now he's actually going through it as like, if he was the number one overall recruit, right. Cause he is the best transfer in the portal. Um, so that's really cool for him. He gets that experience. I would tell him basketball school is awesome to transfer to. Um, it's a completely different experience. Um, you know, in his time at Michigan, he's gone from being the main character, right? Michigan basketball was the main character to uh, Michigan football coming back um, and, be, you know, being what Michigan football has always been um, and taking that number one spot back. Um, right. But they've always had the number one spot, maybe not from 
You know what I mean? Because like there's there are yeah. I mean it's a football school. Michigan's a football school. All right, they are. They're they're an everything school because they win a lot and a lot of other sports. But it's all based off of the football team, the wing helmets. Yes, you know it's all it's all about the wing helmets. You yeah. know, Indiana is pretty similar. You know, being a a football school and everything. So <laughs> we're gonna have to field football players and the basketball team at this point. <laughs> We're going to be lining up our, our corners at point guard. We can't get Xavier Johnson's did waiver. Spring or no? did you have a spring we did have a spring game. Yes. It was not televised. It was at like noon on a Saturday and there was maybe like 300 people there maximum, but we had one. Oh, nice. Nice. I like it. Um, Zach Edie's in the draft, in the draft going through the process. What do you think? He should really stay there. <laughs> It's funny seeing like all the all the all the different Big Ten fan bases just want him to just go and just go away forever. It's pretty interesting. I hope he comes back. I think it'd be it'd be fun if he came back from a Big Ten perspective. From an Indiana perspective, I want him nowhere near that school ever again. I hope he comes back. Um, Purdue's going to be good again next year, man. Of course they are. Of course they are. They're returning. They're returning their three most important players. Yeah, I mean more than. Oh, if Edie comes back. Yeah, more than that too. I mean, you're looking at what the two guards. You got Edie, Caleb First, and Mason Gillis, the crowd puncher. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're returning all. They should be returning all five starters, right? Yeah, they're um, going to be really good. And they're going to be good early, too. So that's going to piss people off some more because they're going to go 11-1, 12-0 in the non-conference. Like, it's it's going to happen again. And people are going to be really upset. Yeah, how, how often does a team spend weeks at the number one, not just number one seed, as number one overall in the AP poll and return the same starting lineup next year? How often does that happen? It's all about being – you want to be really good but not individually good enough to go to the NBA. And that's what they have, right? There's not there's not a single NBA player on their roster. Except Edie because he's so big and he finishes really well around the rim. Yeah, I mean um, – and it's, it's, But guys, guys like him are kind of extinct. Who's their 24 recruit whose uh, name is – Miles Colvin. Yeah, Miles is a guy that could play at the next level. I think he's got he's got the talent to get there. I think he's got the body and talent to get there. But is he going to play though? Is 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 he? That's the thing, and that's why again the whole cannon catchings thing. For for those that you don't know, cannon catchings is like a top ten recruit. Uh, I think he's the is he the nephew? Yeah, he's the nephew of Tamika Catchings. Um. Top 10 recruit in the 25 class out of Brownsburg High School. 24. 24. 24. Yeah, 24. Sorry. 24 class in Brownsburg. He's a, he's a junior now. He's going to be a senior next year. Um, and he, by himself, apparently, without telling his parents, decided to, this is allegedly, decommit from Purdue. Now, they're trying like hell to get him back on board. Um, but basically he's taken most of his Purdue stuff down off his page and unfollowed a bunch of things and basically has started fielding offers from people again. Um, which to me makes sense given the fact that you go and look at the roster and none of those guys are leaving for the NBA by the time he gets there. 
right? Then he's gonna have to sit behind all those dudes. Yeah. But I but I but I heard that he was gonna play the three. I but, said no. But Morton's gonna know. still be there. I like I I think he Morton has to have some sort of you know, he's gotta have something on painter. Um because he's still gonna play. Uh he could play the four, but then you have Caleb first there. You've got TKR there, maybe still. Um, cause he has, I don't think he's officially transferred yet. Um, yeah, it, it, there's, there's a, but there's bodies, there's bodies everywhere at Purdue. Um, so if you're a freshman, you're, you're yeah. looking at that roster. They're deep everywhere except the guard spot. Right. But he's not a guard. So that's, yeah. And neither is, um, neither is, uh, Colvin. Right. So. True. Colvin's more 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 of a wing. Oh man. Um uh, trying to think. Michigan State just got a four-star recruit in 24, right? McCullough, yeah, he's in. Uh Jay Nagan's announced that he's gonna go to the NBA draft. Um, That's not us saying he's transferring, by the way. I'd like to point that out. We're putting that on the podcast. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. I, that's hey, you. That's you. No, 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 no. No, I'm saying us because no, no. I, it is okay. 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 It is my thing. However, you get blamed for it. So I'm saying us and taking responsibility by myself to say I am not trolling. Do not blame Ant. You can blame me. Don't blame Ant. I will take all of your Twitter hatred. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> Please take all of it. I because it doesn't make sense. I can take it. I'm a man. I'm 25. Okay, I can take it. Oh. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm 40. No, but um, good for him. Good for him. I think that'll be good. For him. Yeah, to go and get some feedback. Um, he needs the ball more. He, they, they, you know what? You know what? Let's be let's be candid right now. You want to be you want to be candid right now. Let's let's be candid. You want to be All candid right. right now. Let's do it. All right. So so let's let's be let's be candid. Let's be candid. Let's do it. Let's be candid about this. Are you are you ready for this? Because people might. I don't know what you're. Hit- I don't know what you're hitting me with, but I'm usually not ready for anything you hit me with, so let's do it. All right. So he's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, right? Uh-huh. Playing the wing. Correct. And transition spot-up takes up 65 to 70% of his offensive possessions. Okay. Interesting. You tell me what an NBA team is going to tell him. He needs the ball in transition more and not spot up shooting. No, I think they're going to say, hey, hey, we love the way that you shoot it. Only thing is we don't have film on you much film, you know, coming off of DHOs. We we don't see any down action. We don't see any on the ball creating we don't see that we would love to see that next year we would love to see that next year yep 
Is he going to get that opportunity and next year? No. He's, he's not going to get that opportunity. And you know what? Michigan State is going to be a really good team. But he's not going to get that opportunity next yes. year. No, because why? Because they're bringing back the guys that have been doing that for the team the last couple of years. You're bringing back Hogarth and bringing back Walker. Right? Yep. Those are the guys that are going to get that yep. because they are more reliable at it slash one's the point guard than him. Right? And that's not because he can't be reliable. That's just because, well, Tyson Walker's that dude. So, like, again, th- those shots and those opportunities and, and and those moments where you can make decisions with the ball and you're running a play are going to be ran for Tyson Walker and Hogarth and not him. And, bro. Uh, and that ain't going to change. I had some dumbass say that he was like Clay Thompson. He's not Clay Thompson. He, <laughs> but that's the thing. That's that. That's no. That's that's the thing. That's the thing. They think he's Clay Thompson, and he has so much more potential than that. He does. He really, really does. But, but can he? Can he do that while staying within the offense? And are they going to give him more responsibility while while staying a really, really good team who can compete? In my opinion. For a national championship, I I don't know if they can't because again you you go and look at their roster like Hogard is not a guy you want off the ball, okay? Yeah. When Hogard is off the ball, he's like standing in the corner, right? Like that he's not really doing much for you on offense. To be honest, teams are like helping off of him heavily when he's off the ball because he's not a guy that like, I don't trust his spot up shooting, and I think most teams key in on that. As far as all the guards on Michigan State's roster go, he's the guy you can help off of, right? Um, and then you go and you look at uh, a Walker, right? Like Tyson Walker needs his touches. I think he's that guy. He's coming back again. Was this his fifth year of college basketball now? Um, and he was yep. – and I think, honestly, he might be an All-American next year. Right? So he's going to get his – He's got a shot at he it. Shot. He's got a shot at it. He's he going to get the touches. He's going to be on that a really really good team. Um, he's got a he's got a decent shot at it. So he's going to get those touches, right? So are you saying that then you're going to be playing Aikens at point when Hogarth's not on the floor? Because then you have you know a five star recruit Jeremy Fears coming in, and you already have Trey Holloman on the roster. Who's a true point? So he's not gonna he's not gonna get point run time. So then are you waiting for times in which Tyson Walker and AJ Hogarth are off the floor? And how often is that? Is that like five minutes a game, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. And then you you're running that set with two freshman point or a freshman point guard and a, a point guard who last year a lot of Michigan State fans were so livid every anytime he played. And Holloman. The slow people are going to be so upset at this conversation, but it's nothing but facts. It's all facts. Yeah, all we're saying is, for a NBA development standpoint, what he's going to hear from the draft combine, he's not going to get at Michigan State. Does that mean he's going to leave? No, yeah. Yeah. we're not saying he's tra- he's like trans. Like that's not what what we're saying. We not- are saying it's not crazy to us 
that there would be people thinking that and believing the mischievous rumors that I put up in the air because there's legit reasons as to why that would be a thing that happens. Once again, you said that. I didn't say that. There, there would be legit reasons, but it's not going to ha- it's well, not going to happen because well, I have no information it's that it's going 20, to happen. It's a it's a catch twenty two for him. Yes. It's a catch twenty two. And you know Explain what? that. Explain why it's a catch twenty two. I feel bad for him. I feel okay. bad for him. Um because he is in a catch twenty two. Because who he is for this team is gonna is very is a very important piece for them to compete for a national championship. Right? Him being able to make shots, him being able to de- defend at a high level, him being able to be on the boards hard and just being that guy, getting out in transition, dunking on people, him being that third ball handler to kind of attack who's ever guarding him. He's at the rim with one or two dribbles. Right? Right. So, the, but the thing is, for NBA development, his role at Michigan State does not is not going to all of the NBA's feedback and concerns is going to be about his on-the-ball stuff. Hey, can you come off a pick-and-roll? Can you come off a DHO? Can you come off a pin-down and attack? How are you in the high ball screen? They haven't, they, they haven't seen that, right? And they don't know if he right. can do that, right? They're like, hey, go back and let me see you in these situations some more. And then, hey, hey, we, we can talk about, you know, we could talk about your pro future and all those things, but that does not fit the mold of who he needs to be for, for that national contending team. That's why it's a catch 22 for the Michigan state team. Perfect. Even for him as a college player, perfect. But the NBA guys are going to want to see more, but that's not, that's not who he needs to be for Michigan state. Yeah, look, actually, it's a funny story. Um, uh, so for those of you that don't know, my my day job is I substitute teach at my local high school. Now, you can look this guy up. I'm not going to name him because he's an actual recruit right now for the 24 class. But there's a kid that goes to my high school that is a top basketball recruit, and he plays um, on the UIBL, and he's a point guard. And his brother went to Duke, was a five-star, went to Duke, was a one-year, one-and-done and left. And I sat down with him and he was like, Hey, like, I want to talk to you about my recruitment. I said, sure. Like I'll, I'll hear it out. And he was here and he told me all the schools he's, he's hearing from. And, and he listed some of them gave him scholarship offers. Other ones have promised him, you know, either preferred walk on or we'll see about a scholarship offer after the EYBL sessions. And I told him this. Um, and, and it's very similar to what the NBA scouts are going to tell Jay Nakins, get playing time. Get playing time next year, right? And, and I told I told him I was like, "Look, bro, I was like, do can you go and get a scholarship offer, possibly from Duke or Kentucky or Tennessee or Alabama? Sure, like you could go kill it in the EYBL sessions, right? You can drop like fifteen, twenty in front of some assistant coaches, and that's going to get you an offer. That's great, but I was like." You're not going to get playing time your freshman year. Like, you're not a top 10 recruit. You're not coming in with that pedigree. You're not going to get playing time your freshman year. So you're going to sit behind guys. And then guess what's going to happen your sophomore year, right? 
unless you have like an extreme bump, like either in, in your physicality or, or something clicks right in practice, guess what's going to be happening? You're going to be on the bench year two as well. And they're going to start recruiting other point guards and you're getting recruited over. And there's going to be the transfer portal. I was like, go to a smaller college. You might think you're above an Ohio. You might think you're above uh, like, not even like a VCU, like a, like a St. Francis, Pennsylvania, right? Like you, you might think you're above that, right? Cause you're, you're a top 100 guy and I'm on ESPN 100 list and 24 seven has me. And I was like, if go get touches, bro. Uh, go go get touches because you're not you're not a one and done guy. Go get touches and then use your one year transfer, your free transfer, to go somewhere else. That's going to be you know you're going to be the guy that's transferring in that's promised minutes over some dude that's a freshman that took the offer, right? Do the inverse, right? Don't be the guy that goes to a program because you think you can make it there and then never makes it and then has to transfer out to go and find playing time somewhere else on the one free transfer, do it, do it the other way. Right. Because then you can find which situation is best for you. You can go through the recruiting process again. Like all these guys we talked aforementioned guys we talked about with IU and Michigan and, and now hypothetically Aikens, right. If you're a high school recruit now and you're, and you're looking at schools, look what's the best basketball situation for yourself. Not what would look cool to your friends in high school and say, Hey, yeah, I committed to go to Tennessee on a scholarship offer. Like, look at me. And then I am fourth point guard on the roster. And that's why I had to tell him that. And I was like, I know it's going to be tough for you because like you're sitting here and, and your brother went to Duke, Right. And, yeah. and was a, was a one and done. But like, you gotta you gotta go on your own path, find your own journey, and a lot of these guys gotta do that. Um, so there's there's story time for the day. Let's see, um, man, Rutgers, Rutgers recruiting, bro. <sighs> They're doing well. They're doing well, and I I've heard some good things for them uh, about Dylan Harper Jr. Oh, it was like Ace Bailey's number three in the 24 yeah, class. Bailey, and Harper's number two. Number two. Can you imagine two of the top three recruits going to Rutgers? Yeah, but 2024 is weak, though. But st- it's still. Those guys are good. Like, those guys are it's good. Rutgers, though. Those, good. Those, guys are, those guys are good, but still. It's, it's still Rutgers, though. I mean, like, again, like two of the top three guys go to Duke, uh, yawn, right? Two of the top three guys go to Kentucky. All right, whatever. Kansas, maybe? Eh, okay. Bill Self had a really good recruiting class this year. Rutgers? Peichel. Rutgers. Steve Peichel. Steve Peichel. And can you imagine that, like, Rutgers fans want him, like, fired for what he's doing? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, do, do y'all forget? Don't get me started on people from New Jersey. Don't get me started on people from New Jersey. Like, Don't do get me started. Do y'all forget the years of Corey Sanders, bro? <laughs> Look, as a Floridian, I don't get to pick on people from other states a lot. New Jersey is one of those states where I can absolutely make fun of people from. I, it's too. It's, Jersey and Florida are kind of the same. Yeah, we're even, but we like to pretend like we're different, so we can throw punches back and forth at each other. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand. Like, look, Pico is elevating that program to places it's never been, and the fact that you would want him fired is ridiculous. When we were literally talking about. 
whether he would be back in the Big Ten or not halfway through the season because we thought he was going to field offers from like Texas for that coaching position. Right? Like the way things were going for records at one point this year, we were like, <sighs> like he's going to be a hot guy on the market, right? There's going to be teams after him, right? Obviously, the season ended yeah. the way it did. Um, for them, they ended up missing the tournament, which was, you know, terrible. Um, and actually just straight up unacceptable because you end up the reason they ended up missing is because they lost on the road at Minnesota. But there should be returning most of the people he's next year. He's a northeast guy though, like I yeah. don't really see him going anywhere else. I don't think he's going anywhere else either. Like I agree, but I said he's gonna be a guy that's sought after, right? Like Rutgers was gonna have to shoot. He was gonna have to shoo away people for his services. The way things were going for Rutgers is what I thought. He was gonna have to either sign an extension with them or, or basically say no to people, right? To stay. Like yeah. people are gonna give him some offers that 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 were gonna tempt him to possibly leave, right? Um, obviously, that didn't end up happening because they choked. But you know, that's good coaches go through stuff like that. Ask uh, ask Matt Painter and. Uh, Tony Bennett about that. Look at you calling Matt Matt Painter a, a good coach. Look at he you is like, okay. Matt Painter is a good regular season coach, like a really good, like an elite regular season coach. It's it's just what happens after. It's like all the stuff after that, right? Yeah. Well, he just I, maybe it's his brain turns off because once the season ends, that's usually when Purdue's season also ends because. They don't play in the postseason. Tournament. I also think he also overthinks March too. I think he, I think he, I think he gets, I think he tightens up a little bit. He tightens up. You think he gets in his own head? I think he's like a I bit of a head so. case. I think so. I think so. I, th- I think he tightens up a little bit, bro. Which is really unfortunate. Which is really unfortunate. Hey, you you speak for yourself about that one. Um. Oh. Oh. One yeah. last thing. One last thing. One last thing. One last thing. Because we. People got mad in between. Did we have a podcast episode after, before or after the Domino's incident? Did have we had a podcast since you tweeted the Domino's gif and had half a Twitter mad at you? I'm trying to remember. Um. Anyways, for those that don't know, those that don't know, you follow Ant on Twitter, I'm sure, so you you've seen it. But Ant tweeted a Domino's gif. Um, it was literally a, not Domino's pizza, but literally a gif of Domino's falling at the exact same time that Aikens came back. They announced he was coming back, and um, you know, and not Aikens came back. Uh, what was it? Tyson Walker came back, and people went off on him. I think we talked about it last yeah. podcast. No, we didn't. I don't. I don't think we did. Surely we did. I don't know. If, I don't know. Either way, either way, either way, either way. Um, yeah, so all that basically is blown over. But basically, the reason you tweeted that, right, was about the Indiana guys, right? And Wisconsin, right? Because they got yeah. they got the guard transfer in, right? Now Noah Reynolds, one of the guards that transferred into Wisconsin, decided to cancel that, that commitment, right, and cancel the transfer. Yep. Because you know what we did talk about that. No, no, no. We talked. We talked about him coming in. 
we didn't talk about the dominoes. But our last pod, we talked about how Noah Reynolds coming in made it really crowded and something's going to happen. I did say that. I did say that. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. And something did happen. Noah Reynolds decided to cancel the commitment yes. right, and reopen his commitment. And you know why I think that happened? I think A.J. Store was the was the thing that really put it overboard. Uh, they don't play the same position, but it does bump Klesman and Asidian to take some time at the two now. Right. And you're not going to sit Hepburn, right? So there was um, – so A.J. Store coming in to play the three, and Tyler Wall comes back to play the four. So now you had five guys sharing two spots. You had McGee, Hepburn, Klesmit, Asigian, and Reynolds sharing 80 minutes, and it didn't make any sense. At that point, even more, even more so. Even more so. Hey, Noah Reynolds is a guy I wouldn't be surprised if if my IU fans listening ends up on IU's radar. Have you heard about Raekwon Battle from Montana State? I have heard of Raekwon Battle from Montana State. I have not heard IU involved with him at all. So he's like a 6'5", 200-pound two-guard. Yeah. Yeah, because there was two, there was two battles I liked in the portal. I liked the one from Temple, Khalif, and I liked – the one from Montana. Khalid got 500K from uh, Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, go get the back. Bro. I don't know if Indiana's paying 500K for Khalif Battle. That would be nice. I'd like that. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> Personally, I wouldn't be against that. But, you know, I, I like IU has had the infrastructure. You're not the one paying, though. That's the thing. No, I'm not. No, I, I, I've given about ten dollars of my own money to to NIL initiatives. Okay, so not not five hundred k. If I had five hundred k, I would be on vacation somewhere doing this podcast and not sitting in my room killing ants on my desk because there's somehow ants on my desk. Don't be killing ants. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, I sorry, I didn't want to. Not in your presence, my bad. Un- unbelievable, killing ants. Come on, bro. But uh, we're good. I think we're good. I think we're, we're good? good. We're good. We should do more of these. We should do more of these. I, I had to switch up the hosting, uh, so now we're on a new host. Um, where I'm able to upload this mm-hmm. fun stuff again. So uh, we're good whenever, bro. We're here whenever. Let's let's do it. Um, also, I catch you in playback here in about five seconds. So yeah. By the way, if you made it this far in the playback, or this playback, Jesus Christ! If you made it this far in the podcast, thanks for listening. One and two, go check out Ant's playbacks. We're doing it every night for the NBA playoffs, so we'll always be in there. You're more than welcome to come in and chill and hang out. Facts. Thanks. Later, peoples. Later.